All right, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, representing uh, the Diocese of Duluth, and we are here in the Diocese of Crookston with, uh, at uh, St. Uh, Philip's Church in Bemidji with Father Brian Cuyava. And we've got a special guest now because we're going to talk about spiritual direction, right? Mm. Something we can uh, uh, that can take our faith to the next level. But how does one begin this journey? And that's what we'll uh, discuss as we visit with Tamara Moore, uh, spiritual director at St. Philip Church in Bemidji. Hello, Tamara. Hi. Thanks <clears throat> for having me on the show. Nice to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Like what you've done with the place. It's <laughs> delightful. <laughs> yeah, very good. So, spiritual direction. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Sure thing. Um, I'm brand new to uh, to Bemidji. I moved here about a year ago from Wadena. We had lived there for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, my family up here right now, I'm uh, here with my four kids between the ages of 3 and 11. And uh, I stay home three days a week with my three-year-old. The rest of them are attending Catholic school here at St. Philip's. Really grateful for that. And um, outside of the home, I do teaching, uh, leading retreats, and obviously, because I'm here, uh, spiritual direction is is what I do as well. So, do you have a, like special specialized retreats that you that you normally give? Oh, or? I love to do any kind of retreats, especially on um, like Lexio Divina, praying mm-hmm. the Scripture, um, mm-hmm. how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just any way to help us de-stress and calm a little bit. And and what brought you here from Wadena? Job change. Job change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Yeah. So, sometimes in the church we use like buzzwords and. Um, it's like we use we use terms that never really end up getting defined, you know, like, or or rarely end up getting defined. Like like uh, I think in in popular circles today, this word, missionary disciple, is like one of those buzz terms that we use that never gets defined. That's that's for a separate topic. But I think spiritual direction can be one of these terms. Like we talk about spiritual direction, or like you know, do you have a spiritual director? Or when I was in seminary, we had a spiritual director that we you know would meet with, and you know. It's one of those words that that we can use, but it rarely, maybe doesn't it maybe doesn't get defined. So help us, Tamara, uh, spiritual director at Saint Philip's. What is spiritual direction? Yeah, so spiritual direction is um, primarily concerned with your relationship with God as an individual. Um, so you know, all relationships need work; they need help. Uh, you can't have a relationship with a person if you don't ever see or talk to or listen to a person, right. spend time with a person. And God is our person who's with us all the time, mm-hmm. you know, through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. So um, in order to develop that relationship, uh, we spend time with God, and it's helpful to see somebody on a regular basis to talk about how that relationship is going. Like uh, to keep a marriage healthy, you might go in for marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. You and your spouse together go in to see a counselor, and you talk to each other. As a couple, the counselor listens in. Ultimately, the counselor wants health in between the married couple, right? Mm -hmm. And so as a spiritual director, I'm looking for a healthy relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so a person comes in and talks about um, their life, their uh, prayer life, and even, you know, formal prayer moments, but also life in general and how God is felt or not felt in the midst of those ordinary moments in the day. And so we get into that in spiritual direction uh, once a month for an hour, confidential setting, um, I do a lot of listening. Person does a lot of talking. We pray together, and um, it's a really wonderful and fruitful ministry. And I'm really glad I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. I I love this. I so just as you were talking, I had in my mind this this reality that we as human beings, we all have bodies. Of course, we can see our bodies. You know, we can feel things with our our physical senses. But for us as as humans, like it's not we're not just bodies, you know, like we're bodies and souls. We have a spiritual dimension to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for that matter, God 
his primary way of interacting with us is spiritual, right? Like he, he doesn't, he himself, like the father doesn't have a body. Uh, in fact, we only call him father because, uh, we're, it, it helps us to relate to him. That's, I mean, it's, it's how Jesus revealed him to be in, in the, the scriptures as well. But, uh, like he doesn't, have a physical body. And so like when, yeah, when we're talking about a person's a healthy relationship with God, that's going to take place in the spiritual dimension or the spiritual reality. And so, yeah, this idea of like, I might not always know if, if things are going correctly or if I'm interacting with God in a healthy way. And so, yeah, it, it, it can be a good idea. Maybe is a really good idea to reach out to someone who might know how that ought to look or how, how a healthy relationship with God could go. Um, so yeah, this, this idea of like, we, we, I get together with someone not so that they can tell me how my spiritual life is meant mm-hmm. to be, but so that I can talk about my spiritual life, uh, someone who's willing to listen, but who also knows what to listen for. Right. right? Um, th- this idea of like, they're going to know what to listen for. And if they hear anything that's sort of like, well, hold on, let's, let's talk about this some more. Right. So again, you're not you're not telling them what it's going to be, but you're just seeking further information so that if, if there is something that's maybe a little unhealthy, then you might need to give a little bit of advice or, or direct a little bit, right? Some guidance, that kind of thing. Uh, is that is it like that's kind of what, what you'd say goes on in your... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many different types of helping ministries in mm-hmm. the church, um, grief counseling, reconciliation, um, and outside the church, we have so many helping forms as well, mm-hmm. like therapy and counseling, and et cetera. Um, those are pretty directive. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like the person there has a um, has a path that they want you to be on, whether it's healthy life or or um, healing from a trauma or something like that. And so, uh, yes, as a spiritual director, really God is directing in our meetings, and I'm doing a lot of listening in for um, what He is calling mm. forth in the person and in me as a listener. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a slower, quieter process than you might find in a typical therapy setting, setting or counseling. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How did you first get involved with spiritual direction? Like, did you have a spiritual director to begin with, or like you just decided one day to be a spiritual director? <laughs> yeah. or? All right. So, kind of two parts to this one. Um, how I found my own spiritual direction was I was in graduate school for theology, and um, I was studying and reading all these saints and their stories and how they communicate with God and all these wonderful ideas that like Thomas Aquinas had, for example. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking. How did they get inspired? Well, obviously, they're in contact with God through prayer. And I didn't really have, I would say, a great prayer life at that point, a great academic life, but where's my prayer? And so when I brought that up to my professors, they said, hey, you need some spiritual direction. So I started going in to, to a spiritual director at a monastery and um, started growing in my life of prayer and really really um, forming some habits of good prayer and, and paying attention to what happens when I sit down for prayer. Um, fast forward about five years, I started having children, and my whole spiritual life changed. Sure. I mean, I came to God on grounds of solitude and quiet, and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was nothing at all in, right. that, in motherhood. Right. I mean, I was always with a baby, lots of noise all the time. So trying to find a way through that, I found another spiritual director, a lay woman, married, um, also a mother, um, and she helped me form connection with God in a new way and pay attention to how God was calling me to relate with him as a mother and a wife and a family. Um, And then I've been seeing my spiritual director for about, gosh, since 2008. Hmm. That was, you know, this one spiritual director, so 10 plus years here now that we've been working together. And I've been through so much during that time between grief and um, beautiful moments in my marriage, really hard moments in my marriage. And so all of that stuff has been 
uh, assisted in, how, in my relationship with God, growing in my relationship with God, and also through her guidance. Um, during my time later in, in my life, about seven years ago or so in my community, uh, I was approached by a woman who asked me if I'd be her spiritual director. And though I had, had received my own spiritual direction for many years, I didn't have any formal training in it. So I said, well, let me think about that, pray about it, and um, look around. And I, and I found that St. John's School of Theology in Collegeville opened their, their first graduate certificate in spiritual direction that same year that she asked me. Mm. It was in a two, within a two-hour drive, so I thought that the Lord might be calling me to explore that. So um, two years of study in that graduate degree program, um, classes in scripture and prayer, the art and dynamics of spiritual direction, and then a whole year of practicum supervised um, by experienced spiritual directors to help me through being a spiritual director and, and always discerning whether or not this was my calling to be a spiritual director during that time. So here I am, seven years later, right, really enjoying right. the ministry. I love it. Right on. Yeah. Well, you are listening to Real Presence Live. Thank you for tuning in this morning. We are here. My name is Father Brian Cuiava. I'm here with Deacon Dan Goshi. And we are talking during this segment with Tamara Moore, who is a spiritual director uh, offered through St. Philip's Parish here in Bemidji, Minnesota. Uh, she's just been talking about what spiritual direction is, about how she got involved with having a spiritual director and then becoming a spiritual director herself. Uh, and now, I just want to ask you, Tamara, like, um, is spiritual direction, like, a regular part of the church's life in, in, in history? So, in, in your time of... Um, uh, studying it and being formed with spiritual direction, have have there been cases of like saints having spiritual directors or regular lay people having spiritual directors or what? What do you know about that? Yeah, so I mean, we can go back to <clears throat> the Old Testament and in the wisdom tradition, Proverbs, etc. There are these figures in Old Testament history called sages, mm. and they basically would bring wisdom into the daily life experience and ultimately how to connect and know God through the ordinary lives. Okay, we move forward to Jesus in the garden with his disciples. Lord, teach us to pray. Mm. You know, so this whole tradition of going into going to another human being and asking for guidance on this relationship level with God is deeply scriptural. Um, and then moving forward into our tradition, we see, uh, you know, when when holy people started moving into the desert mm -hmm. and becoming monks and nuns in solitude in mm -hmm. the desert, mm -hmm. people would leave the towns and cities and flock to the desert to go meet with these people one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, Abba, Father, give me a word. Give me something to help me in my relationship with God. And then they'd go back into city life and live their lay ordinary lives and of yeah. work and family and then go back out to the desert. So the tradition continues through history of, um, of seeking guidance from a wise individual, somebody who's practicing prayer, a contemplative person, to help help that relationship along. Um, it's changed throughout the years, uh, throughout church history, um, in different parts of the world and in the church, and, and so you'll find it resurging now again. Um, in in this way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this, this that image of you know like the the 
the the desert fathers uh they can be called or you know just people who have who've gone out from the city into the desert for solitude for isolation for for quiet for prayer uh which is an image of what Jesus would do uh regularly in in his ministry as he would go uh into the wilderness or into the woods just to pray and be by himself to be with the father uh and so like the whole reason that these people would go out there so that they could encounter God and so then people who have to live in the city because of family life mm-hmm. or jobs or whatever it may be their obligations it's like okay well I want to stay with God even while I'm doing this ordinary thing. So I'm going to go talk to someone who knows God so that I can, you know, make sure I'm like, like what you were talking about. Like I want to make sure I have a healthy relationship with him. I want to make sure that I can be reminded of him all the time. So I love this image of like, uh, even someone who comes to the parish where, where you're at for, for spiritual direction, you have a meeting with them on an evening night or whatever. It's like they're leaving the city of their life. They're yes. leaving the busyness of their, their family life, their job, their, you know, their, their other obligations. And they're coming to the wilderness, we could say. Mm-hmm. This, this place of quiet solitude. Even, you know, y- you have your meetings a lot of times in the evenings. And uh, it's like... I'm coming in the evening because it's darker. It just seems to be a little bit more quieter. And uh, and there we can talk about the goodness of God. And we can mm-hmm. talk about the movements of God in, in my heart. And, and you can just sort of listen in on that. And like you said, you're listening not just for yourself, but on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you can provide any direction or at least the very very least just assurance that these people are are doing it you know mm-hmm. like that they're they're really going for it so it's just a really beautiful image it really is yeah so would you say that a lot of the people that you meet with that you, that you direct um that they've had this sort of experience that that when meeting with you they they really are, are assured in, in themselves or maybe affirmed in their their spiritual lives goodness yes yeah absolutely every time i mean and it's not at all uh What's special for me is that I see the power of God in the midst of people's lives when they come in. And my understanding of God's grace and His power and presence just magnifies Mm. every time I'm with a person because I can see personally how the Holy Spirit is working in a person's life. And the fruits of that encounter, I get to witness that. Yeah. It's really beautiful, yeah. So you'd encourage uh, someone to find a spiritual director if they can? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) great. So, so who do you think who do you think needs spiritual direction? Just real quick, as we finish up, is it like is it like everybody? Is it for people who really want to take seriously the spiritual life? Is it um, the people who think they're just like the, they they might be a mystic? You know, like just the the unique special people that God is calling. Like, who do you think that uh, might benefit from having a spiritual director? Yeah, um, people, all people can come in for spiritual direction. It's just an understanding that we are going to um, talk about the stuff of spiritual life. And so if a person um, wants to grow in relationship with God, that's a good place to start, just having that desire. Maybe they're not coming in with an act of prayer life already and they're not having yeah. fireworks, but they have that desire. And mm. God can do so much with that desire. Right on. So just bring your desire and we can work with that. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tamara. Uh, it's been great to have you with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. We're broadcasting live here from St. Philip's Church in Bemidji. My name is Father Brian Cuiava, and Deacon Dan Goshi is here with me. Stay tuned for Real Presence Live.